you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hi and hello football fans, it's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes, Stitcher, NFL.com, and YouTube. As you can see, if you're watching us on video, if you're listening, welcome and hope the audio is working out on your end. We are working on it on our end to make it as crisp and clean as possible for your listening pleasure. If you're looking at us, though, you can see here in Studio 66, I am not alone. First of all, way over there to the left, it's our main man. You read his fine work, his power rankings, and so on and so forth at NFL.com. It's Elliot Harrison. What's the poop, fella? Well, I mean, I was enjoying talking about Super Bowl fourteen with you in the Sopranos, and I, I, I kind of wanted to continue that a little bit. I, I was saying, dude... There was no buzz about that show when it started. I disagree with that. It was highly regarded, at least among critics. The first year? I thought the Larry Sanders show. Wasn't that like the big HBO show at the time? You didn't like that one. Oh, didn't love the Larry Sanders show. Please, listen. We have something very important to talk about, and that's Tom Brady. But even bigger news, and uh, I hope you'll agree, something very big to the pro football world that we're about to uh to mention here, but we'll dig into it. But first of all, let's say hello to our main man, our resident Miami Dolphins fan, all the way from London, England. It's Handsome Hank. He's handsome, he's handsome, he's handsome. Look out. There you go. That's double. That's why you have to, even if you're an audio, if your preference is for audio, you should watch on YouTube just to see Handsome pay off his his theme music. Like I say, it is on YouTube, and uh, to prove it, we're getting comments from the YouTube viewers, and let's take a look at, uh, what do we have there, Black Tie Behind the Glass? Let's take a look at uh, what people are buzzing about with DDFP. A lot of feedback, by the way. On our podcast from earlier this week, people love the Andrew Luck interview we did. Go back and check that one out again on YouTube or iTunes. I like this one. Dominic Schaefer, poor handsome Hank. It makes me sad when Dave pretends that Henry's English is weird. British English is original. And the best sound... You you chose not to read the actual money bit here. And best sounding English by far. I don't know that I trust this guy named Dominic who doesn't spell Dominic with a C. I would imagine he's American. Which, which actually even more proves the point that Dominic with a K is making. I don't, listen, don't mis, uh, misinterpret my feelings about Handsome's, the, his pronunciations of things. They delight me like nothing else. So I certainly don't make fun of you for that. Mm. I celebrate that. What, what that was the saying that was the hit of 2014? Deceiving to chance. What, do you remember that saying he had? That he oh yeah, Handsome brought flattering up. Flattering to deceive. Hey, fellas, uh, pro, a uh, programming note. One week from today, we will gather in this same spot and we will do the, the season premiere of the Red Challenge Flag Pick segment. This is when Elliot Harrison 
and Handsome Hanko head-to-head picking all the big games. I'm just here to play judge. And speaking of the games, we are now past a winter and spring and summer of discontent for the people of New England. Acrimony between the New England Patriots and the commissioner's office in New York City finally resolved. And I really, this isn't me shilling or anything else. I just don't want to talk about it. Not because I'm afraid. And by the way, shout out to Burt Breer, Mike Silver, who all was buzzing about it on Thursday morning on NFL Network. Lindsey Rhodes. Keith Evans. But everybody really, you know, fearlessly, I mean, for, I think the public thinks, or some portion of the public thinks like that, they're not allowed to say Say that stuff. In fact, they have shared their opinions unvarnished. And kudos to them for uh, for their coverage of all this. But it's done, and I want to put it in the rearview mirror, but real quick, because I suppose we're a football show, and so we should talk about that quickly. How do we feel, Elliot Harrison, Deflategate, now resolved, Brady under center. Boy, I feel bad forever us to play him next Thursday. I, I don't. I, I mean, this is year 16 for Tom Brady. I don't feel like it's really been addressed that maybe this isn't going to be a very good season for him. I mean, somewhere around year 16, year 17 is when the nosedive generally happens. Uh, Marino's bad year, I believe, was year 17. That's right. Uh, you know, John Elway did 16 years, and then he retired. We talked about this a couple podcasts ago, and he said, I just can't do it anymore. Are we certain that Tom Brady is still the Tom Brady we think he is? And I mean, not that we should judge anything off preseason, but what he's done so far in preseason with an offensive line that has a couple rookies on it, mm-hmm. with Brandon LaFell, who, you know, not a big name receiver, but is apparently, you know, their number one, number two receiver in, in New England. Edelman's been injured. Danny Amendola is the best weapon outside of obviously Gronk that he has to work with on, on that offense. So I, I don't think, I mean, it's ironic that no, Amendola is the healthiest option. Right, yes. Exactly. We've never been said before. I think Matt Slater is probably their number three hmm. receiver right now, which is not a good position to be. Well, the cynic would say, or the Patriots fan would point out that Tom Brady, the last time we saw him, was busy in the fourth quarter defeating the generation's greatest defense, rallying them from mm-hmm. 10 down to win that game. But I'm with you, EH. The, you know, the, it's hard to do the math. That, well, what do you mean he could be done here? How could that be? It just, as we've talked about with many, many, many football players over the years, when you when it goes, it goes. It doesn't. It, it's not as though hmm, he's not as good over the last three years. No, you're good one day, and then you're a zero the next. And you know, as I pointed out, I know Broncos fans don't like when I point it out. I happen to think that that's what's going on with 18 as well. And I don't, I, I do, I think it's Brady this year. No, I don't. I think he's going to have one more good year, but I could be wrong about that. And handsome, to your point, the, the lousy offensive line, the thing that Peyton and Brady, the two things that they've always had going in their favor throughout the bulk of their respective careers. One, they haven't been in great divisions. Two, they've always had good offensive lines, or almost always. Mm-hmm. You know, if if and that's going to be a problem probably in Denver and probably New England this year. Let's see how now older versions of these uh, of these all time greats are going to perform here. And we saw it last year with Peyton when you know he got chased around and then got hit a couple times. You know that towards the end of the season really you know made him not as good as we expected right. him to be. And I don't I don't think it's a surprise when that goes down in December. I mean, look where Brady plays. He plays Foxborough. Well, it gets cold. Right. Well, in cold weather, you need a stronger arm. It's it's that simple. Uh, I will say this though. I, I I think Brady's in better overall physical shape than Peyton Manning is to to continue forward. I know he's been taking care of his body in that manner. Tom Brady's not a weightlifter. That's not how he gets himself prepared. So he's been doing a lot of different things. He wants to play until he's like 45 years old. Real quick, let's uh, let's get the ball rolling a little bit early here. Let's get a uh, a red challenge flag here. We're not going to – listen, there's nothing between us now – and football, you know, preseason's over with. It's now time to, to make our picks here. No Lev Bell, no Marquise Pouncey, no Martavis Bryant for Pittsburgh. Any chance that they can survive this one? I, you know what? What were you wanted to say well, something I, I before we get into I just want one question. It? When we start doing this for real next Thursday, and I'm, I'm thrilled we're going to get a little preview of this now, but can we get Black Tide to produce us some actual red flags? Now that yeah, we're, how now about that, that Black Tide? I'd like to be able to actually toss some red flags around. That's a fun idea. Can you do that for us, Black Tide? Yeah, some red red flags. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. We'll get we'll get there. That means no. I know. We'll get get there. Week seven. You have the better part of a week to do it. But all right, we'll see. By the way, be on the lookout. We are creating a pick'em pool and a uh, uh, survivor pool 
for the DDFP audience. We hope you'll join us. We'll all you play. You need to take a new headshot for that. You still have that one where your hair is all puffy on the side like the guy from Battlestar Galactica and you're all clean shaven. Also, it's time for a new and Yeah, you, you look very your, different now. Yes. By the way, just to resolve this thing, it's all said and done. Like I said, I know Patriots fans, this isn't my opinion. This is a fact. Whatever you think, you know, oh, the, the Patriots were wronged in this case. Tom Brady was wrong. It doesn't change the fact that just like Barry Bonds 100 years from now has an asterisk now, whether it's fair or otherwise, people will always associate this. And that's, I suppose, why so many people are up in arms about it. But again, there is the recidivist aspect of it. There was the, the, there was the video thing and all this. There is a, the, this is a part of the Patriots, the Belichick-Brady dynasty, whether you like it or not, even if it's completely unfair. That is something that is going to exist well beyond uh, Tom Brady's career. Hey, like I say, so that's big news. Brady under center for the season premiere. I guess that's kind of good for pro football fans that mm -hmm. maybe the biggest star is going to be on uh, is going to be the leading man out there, or perhaps he'll be trumped by uh, by Ben Roethlisberger. But we didn't do it. Make your pick. Steelers. You think the Steelers are going to win that game? Oh, Dave, I'm going to have to throw out my fake red challenge flag. All right. You know, I love it. Right out of the gate. This might be the last time we disagree all, all season. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to have to take New England on this one, man. I'm sorry. The Steelers just missing too many parts. By the way, are the, are the Steelers fans, are they going to come out with like a 20,000-page manifesto on why Lev Bell shouldn't miss week one? I've already floated that suggestion. Yes. And I, the, who I really feel bad for, Jimmy Garoppolo. Poor dear. Mm -hmm. Poor guy. Hey, so anyway, here's the big news. Tom Brady is big news. Bigger news, you've been asking me on Twitter and elsewhere all offseason. Yes, everybody, he's back. You've heard the rumors. A hero has risen. He's bigger. He's better. And he's back. But he ain't a baby anymore. He's a toddler. He's football baby. And he's making picks. Coming to football baby in five, four, three. Football baby two. Now with hair. Nap time's over. I couldn't be more excited about I'm it. I'm thrilled he's back. back. Yes. Now, we've had to try and figure out, and, and I'll, you know, no jive. You know that that's the sign over the door. The Cardinal rule. What is Football Baby's method this year? I'm not exactly sure. We may have to do some trial and error. One way or the other, though, I feel he's imbued with the magic. So it's just a matter of finding the device that allows right. him to, you know, go and get physic. Is it him walking across the room to grab it? I think that's the way we're going to have to try it out, but I'm open to suggestions. So we'll try a, a number of methods to see if we can arrive mm -hmm. at this. Is, and if you aren't familiar, Football Baby last year in his infancy was uh, a revelation, positively. What's that? Literally in his infancy. Yes, literally. And he, uh, literally in his infancy, he went 8-0 to start his career, finished 30-13, and I mean, glistening, you know, record by any measure, right. you know, beats all the, beat all the experts of 2014. Can he do it again? The sequel, 2015, is here. Let's dig into the 2015 NFL season now and begin, or really, I suppose, continue previewing it. But let's put, uh, you know, our feet to the fire, if you will, here and get into it here. And we'll start out with, I guess the end of the story is, who is the most likely to win the Lombardi Trophy. I don't mean just one team, but let's talk about the teams. Not that might make the playoffs, not that might show improvement, but do what the whole point of pro football is and hoist the Lombardi when it's all said and done. Handsome Hank, I start with you. Let's go around and see if we can assess which teams are really in the running to win it all in Santa Clara. Well, thank you for coming to me first, Dave, because I know for a fact who will be lifting the Vince Lombardi trophy? You're going to just jump right I to know it. Exactly Tell us who, who it's, it's going to be. be. The man holding the Vince Lombardi trophy immediately after the game is over will be Jim Nance. Oh, don't be a stinker. <laughs> he did it. 
I he he got he, he sucked me in and then he got me. He gave me a zinger there. Yeah, sorry about that. All right, okay. I I actually, no 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 wait. <laughs> Hold on a second. Uh, that was very funny. That was very well played. Thank you. Very, very much. well done, you, sir. Dude. Be care, Elliot. Be careful with this one. Because I might. I, 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 I thought you were going to go. Okay, Pookie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you finish, I'm, that, wait. Let me just make laughing? sure. I just want to make sure. Uh, okay, yes, okay, now you good. can proceed. All right, I'm going to say that the Seahawks will win the Super Bowl. Oh, I think that, come on. What do you mean? Boring. Oh, boo. Jimmy I'm not, Graham. Not, I'm not like, oh, Hawks. Go. But Run, Jimmy I mean, Graham. Look at it. Let, look, you, look at, you look at the uh, at the NFC. I think they've got a, an open shot, an open lane to the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. And I, it's partly because I think that the Packers, without Jordy Nelson, um, are gonna be, oh. aren't going to be the challenge that they were even last season. I love that, that we show Luke Wilson. Because all anyone talks about is Jimmy Graham. Awesome. Right. That the very first piece of B-roll, Luke Wilson touched. Well, you know, Handsome, I do think, uh, as opposed to where we were a month ago, that I, I still think the NFC has more high-end teams, teams that actually mm-hmm. can win the Super Bowl, not be just competitive but go all the way. But, yeah, the Packers were probably the number one team in that regard. And, and, and I I think the Jordy Nelson injury really, really hurts them. I don't think that they can be the same team they were last year. I think the Eagles are probably one of those higher-end teams that you're talking about. I think they probably win the NFC East, but I, when it comes to it, that great defense will, to me, push through to the Super Bowl, and then I'm just taking the risk that, okay, if I think they'll make the Super Bowl, and I have no idea who will do from the AFC, quite honestly, the Seahawks, are my, that's how I made my choice. All right, so we have floated now, because I still think you have Aaron Rodgers, you can win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've seen them do it before, and remember, when they did it in Super Bowl 45, was that against uh, Pittsburgh? They had a ton of guys on the IR that year, so yep. maybe that's uh, that's a good uh, piece of optimism for all you people in Green Bay. We've also talked about the Seahawks. EH, who else? Well, I like the Packers over the Colts in Super Bowl 50, so obviously that would make the Colts a legitimate contender. They're playing the AFC South, obviously. They play them every year, but they're playing the NFC South this year as well. They'll probably go 7-1. and one through those eight games right there. The Colts could finish 13-3, and three, and then they have home field advantage I like them against Green Bay, but I think there are some other teams that we should throw in there. I mean, obviously with the Tom Brady news, you just mentioned that the Packers have Aaron Rodgers. They're always contending. I think you need to say that about the Patriots. If they Patriots have Tom Brady, have to, Patriots are obviously a choice as long as Brady is healthy until he completely falls apart. Um, so, yeah, so we say them. Um, I'm, tr- I'm trying to work off the top of my head. This isn't teams that might – be playing in a title game. I'm talking to get to the Super Bowl right. and actually win it. And so we have to, we can't miss a team because then it's egg on our collective face if we don't mention the team that wins mm-hmm. Super Bowl 50 here. So let's make sure we're thorough. Pittsburgh, a lot of people are picking. I have my they doubts would- there. Tell you else, Baltimore is uh, is always in the running, uh, I, whether yep. you like that or not. That is uh, that is a reality. The, I don't, I, you know what? I'm saying it here now. The Broncos cannot win the Super Bowl. In fact, I said that three years ago that they would never win a Super Bowl with 18 under center, and I've been proven right there. You know who I'm going to say? The Chiefs. I think the Chiefs can win the Super Bowl. I believe in the Chiefs. I really like the, the Chiefs. The, uh, we'll, get, we'll talk about the Lions in a minute here. I don't know if they can win the Super Bowl, yeah, I but think I think they might really be, might they win. They can be a good team. I think, they could, I think they could go to the Super Bowl. I think they can win that division based on what you're talking about as yep. well. That's not win the Super Bowl. Correct. Yeah, so, to me, the second-tier NFC teams would be Dallas and Arizona. So yeah, Dallas. Either is, Dallas or Arizona could win it. Carson Palmer is not going to win the Super Bowl. I do think the Cowboys could. I think the key there, Randy Gregory and or Greg Hardy. If both of right. those guys can uh, be a big pass rush, then the the Scandrick loss isn't as big, obviously. But, you know, yeah. Yeah, when the- but I, I can't get behind the Cardinals. I don't think the Cardinals are that good to actually win the Super Bowl. So we've really, wow, we've really boiled they it down really here. We're talking six, Pittsburgh six, and Baltimore out of one right. division, Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. The Patriots, Patriots, I don't think, I'm I don't sorry, it, but I don't think the Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl. I, I could see them getting there. Oh, there's only two teams left. I right? like the Chiefs. I'm surprised you guys don't react to my no, Chiefs pick. I, I like the Chiefs, too. I was just trying to think, right, who are we leaving out? The only two teams I can think of would be the Eagles and Cincinnati. I've said the Eagles already. I oh, think, you did say I think the Eagles. The Eagles should, I think the Eagles are in the mix. I, don't, I think the Chiefs are probably Andy on the Dalton same level. Andy can't win the Super Bowl. No, no Bengals. Okay. The Chiefs are on the same level as the Cardinals to me. I think they could very, very well win the division, a bit like the Dolphins as well, but I just don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl. All right, let's move on then to our next group. The most overhyped team. Elliot, I start with you. Boy, I, I'm going to go with the Eagles. You know, I, I there's just too many moving parts there. It's it's almost like drafting a fantasy team. Like, I never want to have more than one risk at any position. 
So if I'm going to take an injury risk at running back, I'm not going to take another guy who's an injury risk at running back. And I look at the Eagles, and I just feel like there's just risks all over the place. There's Bradford. There's DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray's backup is Ryan Matthews. They don't have the same offensive line that they used to have. They have all these new parts, and, and football just doesn't work that way. You can't just throw a bunch of guys. I remember the, when the 2000 Redskins did that. They went and got Deion Sanders and Bruce Smith and Andre Reid. You remember that team? And they ended up going... Eight and eight, and I think Terry Robiski closed out the season as yep, the head right. coach. But the guy who's doing it is Chip Kelly, who, you know, by necessity, you actually have to do that in college football. He's not far removed from college football. If anyone can do that, you'd, mm-hmm. you'd think that a coach who, who went and did that in the college ranks and did it pretty successfully might be able to get that to work in the NFL. Well, it depends if your glass is half empty or half full. Chip Kelly's is apparently half full because he just – think about all the guys. I, the, the story of the Eagles in football terms has been covered up by Deflategate and all this nonsense over the last few months here. But remember, I mean, think about what uh, – like you say, EH, he's brought in – DeMarco Murray, Ryan Matthews, Kiko Alonso, and Sam Bradford. I mean, you really have to be very positive in your train of thought to think, oh, yes, they'll all be fine for, for 2015. Really, I mean, the, the whole season is it, it will pivot on their health. If those guys stay healthy, then, yeah, they're going to be a tear there. Handsome, how say you? Okay, well, we've, we've already touched on this team, but, you know, as much as you booed me for saying the Seahawks, because I presume, you know, you're thinking, well, that was a team that was in the Super Bowl for the last I know, years. I'm just looking for a new blood, that's I'm all. telling you that the, I like a dynasty, that the though, overhyped too. team is the Patriots. I think that the Patriots, for the reasons we touched on earlier, okay, great, Tom Brady's back. This morning, Greg Rosenthal from around the NFL is instantly writing um, stories about why this means that the Patriots are going to go on another rampage and, and roll to the Super Bowl. Look, this is a team with two rookies on an offensive line. You pointed out that, that you know Brady's had that good protection through his career. They've got injuries across their receiving core. They've got a secondary which had Darrell Revis in last year that is now led by Malcolm Butler. And I think for most people, Malcolm Butler wasn't on anyone's radar until the last second of the 2014 season. So this is, you know, that's probably not a great thing. Their linebackers are pretty good, and their defensive line, you know, is up and down and has been all that time. I know that Bill Belichick can pull things together, but I do think that there is an element of a Super Bowl hangover that could come with this Patriots team as well. Vince Wilfork's gone. Wilfork's Shane Vereen caught Vereen what eleven balls, backfield. ten who, balls. Who, who, who's in the backfield? As the time of the, at the time of this recording, Fred Jackson has not signed with the right. Seahawks. Fred Jackson on the Patriots. Third down back. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. There. But as it stands presently, Gronkowski, we talk about people who are brittle. I mean, you know, just because he made it through the majority of last season, his career has been marked by injuries. And like we always point out, one of the great ironies in sports is that the big guy in football is the one who wears out the most quickly because he's the consistent guy receiving the hits. Yeah, he might deliver blow to a small DB, but the attrition of getting hit like that constantly does wear a guy down. The idea that Gronkowski is just endlessly, as long as he's on the field, is going to dominate. I I am suspicious of that, at least. And like you say, can they win the division? Certainly. Can they go to the Super Bowl? Certainly. But again, they didn't win a Super Bowl without a really good defense. And without Revis back there, they become... I do like some of the pieces they have. I I think you made a good point about Gronkowski. You know, we've had the last few episodes we talked about Jenga pieces and... And with all of them, you know, we went through teams and we talked about it. And in most cases, it's like, yeah, well, obviously that guy's a big guy to lose. But the likelihood of losing him is sort of more down to bad luck than anything else. With Gronk, we have a history of injury there. That's right. When they needed him. When they needed him, exactly. And as you say, he's the guy who's more likely to get injured because his whole game is about the physicality. So, I, you know, in theory, Gronk is probably more likely to get injured than a lot of the other names that we listed. You know who he's like? Uh, granted, this guy wasn't as good as Gronk, but he's like Mark Bavaro. Yep. Mark ah, Bavaro yeah, was yeah. gangbusters. It was the same kind of player. Now, Mark Bavaro played in a, a rougher era when right. Ronnie Lott could literally elevate yeah, himself and, and take you out. But he, that's who he reminds well, me of. Well, also, you know, another guy who also wasn't as good as Gronk, but uh, Jeremy Shockey, too. Yep. These guys are revelations, but if they take repeated batterings game in and game out, they do tend to and wear they, out. Their career is uh, a shortened That's position. right. Here's another one for you. Overhyped team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's right. I'll say it. Dang. I'll say the Pittsburgh. Well, okay. I have led the hype train when it comes to that offense. I've said that they have the best triplets in the NFL in Roethlisberger, Lev Bell, and Antonio Brown. But first of all, we start the year knowing that they're going to get housed in Foxborough. I mean, I, I really can't conjure a way that the Steelers are going to go up there and win. I hope I'm wrong about that. 
The defenses or the secondary in particular look crummy. Now they're transitioning. We talked to Ike Taylor all the time. He said on the previous show, go back and listen to that if you want to get his thoughts on that. They'll be all right by midseason, but they are defense in transition. They're no longer playing that 3-4 exclusively. They're trying to switch and they're doing different things. They're not... Now, a lot of people I hear keep talking about them as a 4-3 team. They're not that exclusively right. either, but all those young guys out there having to play hybrid defense seems dicey to me. And, of course, they're not a shutdown defense anymore. They're more about playmakers, Ryan Shazier, and guys like that who hopefully are going to be disruptive and take the ball away. But early on, at least, I don't think the defense is going to be very good. And now you don't have Martavis Bryant, and you don't have Lev Bell for the first couple of games. I don't know. I mean, I can certainly see the, the finishing third place. It's not implausible that they're, they'll be worse than the Bengals and the Ravens. Well, I, I think you, the secondary. I, it really does ride on the secondary to me. The one encouraging thing I've seen from Pittsburgh is, boy, Marcus Wheaton looks like he's ready to go. Yep. You know, that, yeah. that's a guy that could have a big year for them. I know they lost Bryant for four games, but I think Marcus Wheaton ends up having 1,100 yards this year. I Listen, they loved him coming in. They've been high on him. I know it's smoke and mirrors the way a quarterback talks about his pass catchers on the first day of August. But Roethlisberger, for the record, said our breakout guy this year is going to be Marcus Wheaton. He's going to be a big star. He looks so. the part. I know. He's a nice nice size. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got a Bucky Brooks, I remember, at the draft in New York City. The moment they took him, he said, you watch, this is going to end up being a steal for Pittsburgh. So we'll see there. But I, 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 the assumption that, well, their offense is gangbusters, ergo, they're going to win the division and they're a Super Bowl favorite out of the AFC. Let's see. If they can't stop anybody ever and it's constantly 60-yard touchdowns against them, that's going to be dispirited. And they're the, the Colts. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Now let's talk the other side of that coin. Underhyped teams, and I'm going to start with you, EH. Well, I'm looking at our list here because we, we, we've got cheat sheet all right here. And I think mine's better than yours, Hank. Well, let's hear it because <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> mine's the San Diego Chargers. I don't feel like, I mean, when you say underhyped, then it really has to be a team that nobody's talking about. I feel like the Vikings are a team that people are talking about. San Diego. Too much. That's always a red right. flag. When everybody's on board, yes. it doesn't seem to work out. Right. Yeah. I, and, and I would say, you know, you mentioned the Chiefs earlier. That's a good one. I like San Diego. I like their quarterback. If Melvin Gordon doesn't doesn't work out for them right away, I don't think he's even a small Jenga piece, you know, for them. Because I love the way Danny Woodhead plays in spots for them, that he's healthy now. And then I think their defense is going to be better this year. They do have some good personnel. They have some good young parts on, uh, on the defense. If they step forward, I could see the Chargers winning 10 games this year. All they need to do is get in the tournament. When you have a quarterback like Phillip Rivers, I think as long as you get in the tournament, you've got a great shot. I'd like to see Phil Rivers. I mean, there are other things I'd rather see before it. But Phil Rivers, it feels like as a man of justice, I'd like to see Phil Rivers get to a Super Bowl at the too. very least. Too. Here's the problem with them. In a division, and I'm taking the Chiefs over the Broncos, and we'll do our proper picks, our seedings next Tuesday on the show. But in the meantime, I'll tell you, the Chiefs, I think, win that division. And they are going to have – that defense is loaded, and they get back some pieces. It was already great last year. And that now they have the rallying point of Eric Berry and all that. So you have one good defense. The Broncos also have a dynamite defense. You bet. The Chargers are lagging in that department, so their offense better be, you know, uh, better be top three or top five in the league to offset that fact. They're in a bad division for that. Their defense is mediocre even with some numbers. I agree with you. I just think they have a good young core on defense, and I, I like where they are at quarterback. I like Alex Smith. I, I am an unabashed Alex Smith fan. I think he takes way too much criticism. I don't like him as much as Phillip Rivers, and at this stage of the game, I like Rivers better than Peyton Manning. I would well, definitely agree that with that. I agree with that. Handsome, who you got? Well, I i mean, you guys mentioned that the Vikings were overhyped. I think that the Packers were getting towards that stage, and now maybe the, the steam's coming off a little bit based on, on Jordy Nelson's injury. I really like the Lions. I think that, you know, this is a team right. that has that has Matt Stafford, who's not far removed from having a 5,000-yard season and 40 touchdowns and all that stuff. You've got Megatron, who hasn't been healthy, wasn't healthy last season. We think he's going to be healthy this time. You've got a backfield. I th it felt like they were waiting for Reggie Bush to do something he never did. They were waiting for Joyke Bell to be a guy that he never was. Now they've got Amir Abdullah that I think, you know, suddenly, he, we're talking about overhyped, he's definitely... But they can tandem Joyke Bell they with can, him. And, and Bell works well with him rather than as, as the guy there. And then on defense, it always occurred to me that 
his teammates were waiting for Sue to make a play. It was always like, okay, what's he going to do? We don't necessarily... I think almost taking him out of that... I know that this sounds ridiculous, but maybe... No, it doesn't. I was just going to say Bill Simmons has the Ewing theory, which is when you remove that key piece piece. that they... And and they replaced him with a guy, by the way, who's pretty pretty good himself, Lodi Nada. Like, I, I do believe that that defense is going to be as good or maybe even better than it was with Sue. Which yeah, they just, got not a, they just got not a back. When you watch that Redskins preseason game, we all watched it from the RG3 vantage point that he kept biting the dust. I don't care how bad the Redskins line was. That Lions defensive line destroyed right. them. Ziggy I mean, Ansa, yep. Dave destroyed is, Dave Damashek has circled him and, and predicted year three. His all pro could be year. his this all could pro. Be a breakout I think he has his, his JPP. Yeah, I think he has his JPP. Oh, don't don't jump the gun there, handsome. We're gonna get to that in really? just a minute. Here's my team for you. Under hype, no one is talking about this team. The Baltimore Ravens. You know, That's true. Steve Smith. The question is, and it's. Uh, People seize on these storylines in like late uh, or in mid-February, and then they don't let them go, and then that overshadows everything else about a team. And the story for the Ravens is they don't have anybody catch passes after Steve Smith. All right, that's fine, and that is a problem, except for the fact that who's been in the Super Bowl the last couple of years? The Seahawks, who were their who were their high-end wide receivers? Who were the Patriots? Dynamite. Julian Edelman had some big games, but of course nobody puts him into the category of those high-end wide receivers. So they can survive that, not to mention that, you know, they have Perriman who might emerge. Who knows? They have some other young pass catchers there. Max Williams yep. is going to be a Second factor, the, uh, the nice tight end out of Minnesota. And the defense, I mean, Ozzie Smith, we talk about Jenga pieces. You take the wrong piece out, the whole he thing. He was a great shortstop. I, I mean, Ozzie Newsom, not Ozzie Smith, the wrong sport. <laughs> Good the defense, right though. You were right. Yeah. Ozzie Newsom consistently gives them a good offensive line and a good defensive line, and that always is a good foundation, obviously. You're never complete garbage if you have those two things going for you. Flacco, you know, listen, he, he rises. He, right. he's, he's the anti-Payton. You know, he's, he's lousy in the regular season often, but when he gets to January, you can't argue with the results. So the Baltimore Ravens, my underhyped team that makes me nervous as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Now, most likely to have the first pick in the 2016 draft. Once again, in Chicago, Illinois, I'm already looking back. Oh, wait. Handsome, we should make reservations now as our culinary tour What was that delicious back. place that we went to? To uh, the Purple Pig? The Purple Pig. No, the other one. The, the, the Steakhouse? The Steakhouse. Purple well, you and I went to the Half Shell on diversity oh, and, ate, and ate King Crab Legs and mm-hmm. drank many Michelobes, 10 ounces at a time in those old kind of glasses out of the draft. That was great. Then we went to um, Gibson's. That's where Gibson's, we went to the state. Yes. Oh, there's so much good food. Anyway, who is going to be making the first pick while we're there? Handsome, I start with you. I say with no reservations that the Washington Redskins will be doing that, and they'll be doing that with maybe one win to their name. Yeah, they're going to be very bad this year. I agree with you. And Jay Gruden may or may not survive the season. EH, how say you? I hate to beat up on this team because you beat up on this team. Well, you don't even think this team exists uh, since like 2009. I'd love to see some tangible evidence that they're still playing games. I don't see them. I don't. Tennessee Titans, I think, are going to be the worst team again. I, I, I two and fourteen, again. Interesting. One more to consider is the San Francisco 49ers. It's they fun won't be to that bad. no. They won't well, be that see bad. it. I think the Chicago Bears may have a better chance to be that bad That's another good than the 49ers. That's a great call. Well, as I always have said uh, this summer, if Kaepernick elevates his play and becomes mm-hmm. this great quarterback that we thought he was going to be three mm-hmm. years ago, then those bets are off. I'm going to go with you, though. D.C., they're picking first in the yep. draft next year and just in Thanks, time to take uh, Hackenberg out of Penn State. That'll fix everything. I think Colt McCoy is going to end up being the quarterback there. Oh, oh, it's just all grim. It's all grim. Why does everybody hate Colt McCoy? Colt McCoy's fine. Hate him? Yeah. Uh, there's a difference between hate, hate and thinking him. he's a viable starting he quarterback. He never had a NFL. chance in Cleveland. The guy literally never had a chance. All right, let's move on. Now, this is an interesting thing. Black Tie Behind the Glass suggested this to me, and I really enjoyed it. Let's say that in, I don't know, 2031 or thereabouts, you take out the NFL record book and you open it up to the year 2015. Which names will be listed as having had their best season in their career? Distinguished football players whose best season was 2015. I'm going to start with you, Elliot Harrison. Who you got? Who's going to have his best ever year? 
Well, I'm going to have to borrow one of your guys, one of you two, because the guys that I gave in the meeting aren't on here. Neither one. Where's Brian Hoyer? What happened, Black Tie? Brian Hoyer. I did hear Elliot tell you. I, I would like to tout <laughs> Brian Hoyer, and I was ready to refute that and laugh, Brian Hoyer. Okay, well, and then no Terrence Williams. You didn't well, even take my B. I'm trying to produce a show here at EH. You give me names, Brian Hoyer. Come on, Brian Hoyer. And Terrence Williams, like the third. Wait, what's wrong with Terrence Williams? He's solid. But, you know, we have some, we have some sexier names. I wish here. we had the pictures, by the way. Brian Hoyer retains, but barely, the crown of the NFL starting quarterback who looks in the face the least like an NFL starting quarterback. But I, I Tyrod Taylor, I hadn't gotten a good look at him recently. He also is in the running. Really? Mike Glennon, were he the Glennon, starting, yeah, he Glennon, would be your champ. Glennon's yeah. the champ. But yeah, when you get a good look at Tyrod Taylor, he does not look like, oh yeah, that definitely is the starting. Peyton Manning's right. getting there, by the way. Whereas <laughs> before, he was the picture of, Eli, of the starting. Eli, both Peytons, both they, Mannings are I never thought Drew running. Bledsoe looked like a commanding quarterback. The guy who, like, to me, is the mo- who looks most like an NFL quarterback, Carson Palmer. He's the, yep. he's, he's the uh, trendsetter. Leading man. He's, he's anyway, go ahead. Talk right. about somebody else. Who's having his best uh, career year? Well, I have some names to pick from here. I, I do like, I hate to, to, to jump on one of your guys, but I love DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to let you talk about him, though. So I'm going to go with Randall Cobb. Uh, Randall Cobb, I think, is going to have a big-time year. I know we know about Jordy Nelson's injury, but Randall Cobb's had some nagging injuries himself. If he can stay healthy, I know he hurt his shoulder the other day. I just think that he can catch 100 balls this year. And, and really be the guy that helps them get to the Super Bowl. Devontae Adams, they don't need Devontae Adams to be the man. They just need Devontae Adams to put up, you know, 10 touchdowns in the red zone, which I know is really good. They need Randall Cobb to be the man, and I think he's capable. Uh-huh. Handsome, how say you? Uh, I will pick, I think a good name for this right now is Sam Bradford. We know that Sam Bradford, through his career so far, has not lived up to, to expectations. He's now gone to a place where it seems like you can plug in almost anyone at quarterback. I mean, they made Mark Sanchez look good in Philadelphia last year. So let's assume that Sam Bradford's going to be able to do it. And he's looked sensational during the preseason so far. And equally, we know that Chip Kelly, we just talked about this, that Chip Kelly could easily kick him out next year and he may be with the Bills for the rest of his career. So I would say if you're going to say Sam Bradford's best ever year is going to be 2015, I think that, that that's definitely not a bad uh, bad place to go. Well, it is hard to pin down that Chip Kelly likes to ultimately run the ball as much right. as possible, and yet receivers tend to have their best crow. Jeremy Macklin last year had his best year. I don't mm-hmm. think he'll he'll uh, match those kind of numbers in KC, even though I think he'll have a a good season there. And so, too, will Sam Bradford if he can stay healthy. You know what's amazing is there you see uh, Suggs take him down there. Everybody talked about whether or not that was legal. Yeah, it was legal, but it still is dirty. There's right. no reason for him to have to hit Sam Bradford in a preseason game like that. The thing nobody has really talked too much about is thank goodness for Sam Bradford, really, on a human level. What if that would have hurt his knee? Oh, I, what if he would have been oh. hurt on the first, you know, basically the first in play of the season and yeah. he was done again? I, I am, I'm definitely rooting for him, but I have to ask you, did you play like fifth grade football? In the backyard, yeah. Okay, well, in Shecker fifth, Memorial Stadium, fifth grade. Low Damashek would bring out some lemonade afterwards for the victors only, though. Fifth grade in Texas, water is where for we the got losers. It got lucky. started in school, all right, with football and like real pads and everything mm-hmm. else. And there was always that one kid who got stuck with. You I mean you only had so many pads to go around, right? And there's the one kid that always got stuck with the shoulder pads, where it looked like his head was shrinking into it, and he literally. Sam Bradford kind of looks like that. He kid. does have. He does. Well, he does he's have, also in the running for doesn't look like an NFL yes. starting quarterback. I mean, yeah, he's it, a good one. It's crazy. It looks like somebody yeah. dropped him in all these pads, and it doesn't. You look know right. who does look like an NFL starting quarterback? And I mean this, Matt Stafford. I really, oh, yeah. he's, he's got that, you know, he's got that big jaw and all that jazz. I agree with you. Carson Palmer's like the new Troy Aikman. Kind of, yeah. He's got the cleft chin and all of it. But Stafford, of course, this is bold to say he's going to have his best season ever when you look at the 5,000 yards and 51 touchdown passes he threw but it's not all just about a stats. couple of years ago. Yes, the big part of this is I have rendered my final verdict on the NFC North. The Detroit Lions are going to win it, and if I they just told do, you that. That's I why. know it, but my but but my word gets ink, don't you see? All right, Matt Stafford. This I, I keep using the word, and I'm going to use it again. Ripe. This team is ripe. It's time. They must by hook or by crook. 2015 must be their year, or they must start to consider. All right, how much longer? The Stafford Calvin Johnson era. Are we going to ever turn the corner here? This is the year they must turn the corner. And in fact, if you think about it in these terms, 
Had they won in Dallas in that playoff game, which they really, you know, maybe they got uh, a raw deal there. Had they won that, we would not be, it wouldn't be a surprise to say the Detroit right. Lions are going to make some hay this year. You would say, of course they are. They're, they're one of the best teams in the NFC. That loss sort of pushed them back down, same old lines and all that jazz. But I think Stafford takes it to another level this year. Like I say, Calvin Johnson certainly recognizes his football mortality. If you read some of the things, look at some of the things he says. I love Amir Abdullah. Golden Tate, Eric Ebron in his sophomore year after a bad rookie season. I think he emerges with a chip on his shoulder. And like we say, the defense is very, very good. They win the division, Matt Stafford. Best year of his career. Black Tie, go ahead. Why did you replace Terrence Williams and Brian Hoyer? Go ahead. I know there's an ulterior motive. You didn't bring this up just because you wanted to hear our thoughts. Surely you have somebody you had to mention here. Oh, for sure. I mean, Russell Wilson, this is a guy who now has a tight end. What a shocker. You know, he likes that throw that sexy deep ball, and he has a target that could uh, go up there and make this catch. So I think definitely with his contract and what what they're doing there with the Marshawn Lynch, put a lot of emphasis on the passing game, and Russell Wilson is going to have the best year of his career, plus his date in Sierra right now. So, I mean, naturally. Wow. Right. That whole dating thing. But the, Sierra, I don't know that that works as a benefit. Right. Remember Memo Paris in uh, The Natural. Sometimes that brings you down. That She's doesn't hot. elevate your play. Do you, um, but surely for uh, Russell Wilson. She was. I would have gone Memo over Glenn Close if that were me. Shane, you know, the, football, the baseball deeds aside, whether it diminished my play, I definitely go Basinger over Glenn Close any day of the week. I'm sorry. I would agree that. as well. Um, Russell Wilson, to, for him to have the best year of his of his career, though, he needs to he has to win a suit. Has to finish with him with a ring. Well, that's a good point. And so you have uh, so you have proposed. He will. Uh, yes. Well, that's true. Good point. Well, I don't yeah. know. I have my doubts there, Black Tie. I mean, this yeah, is yeah. The, the thing that we've talked about over the last say three years is Brady, Peyton, Breeze are getting all the big bucks. And I, when people get all egalitarian about things, like, oh, it's, it's a team sport. Well, not if the guy is uh, taking up that chunk of the salary cap. The QB is taking up $20 million. Russell Wilson, Colin Kaepernick, Andrew Luck, and so on have benefited from having a low, I mean, that not in their uh, bank account, but their teams are better because they can spread that wealth around. Once you start paying those guys $20 million, it's going to affect to happen this year. the depth on the overall roster. Now, they have paid that defense, but the offense, no Max Unger, that offensive line, smoke and mirrors. We'll see. We'll Just see. to combine these two, you know, Detroit and Seattle, if there was one cool playoff game we missed out on last year from Detroit not beating Dallas, Detroit would have had to go into Seattle. I don't think Marshawn Lynch would have been able to go off on Detroit's front four the way he did Green Bay. And I think, you know, Carolina ended up playing him. Jonathan Stewart actually was making some hay in that game, but Carolina just had no passing game. I think what didn't Cam Chancellor took one back mm -hmm. 90 yards to the house. I think Detroit could have beaten Seattle in Seattle. I'm not I, saying they would have, but they matched up well. I absolutely agree. Now, the reason, watch this pivot. This is a pro pivot coming up right now. The reason that Marshawn Lynch would have had a hard time running the ball is because uh, Indomitian Sioux was right there in the middle. But, of course, Indomitian Sioux has moved to South Beach. Handsome, do you have another name you'd like to throw you know out? What, for Dave, I do. Thank you so that much for bringing that up. And I, I don't know how you knew that I was going to say this name, but I think... Playing alongside Sue is going to make Cameron Wake an even better player than oh, he's been throughout his career. Cameron Wake is a Pro Bowl player. Elliot Harrison named him to his preseason All-Pro team, which I know is a big honor for players. Cameron Wake's career best is 15 sacks, you can see in 2012. I believe he will at least equal and maybe beat that number in, in uh, 2015, playing next to Sue. And the other name that you should look out for on that Dolphins defensive line is Olivier Vernon, who has yes. been who has been good through his career and is going into crucially going into a contract year. I think Sue is going to make Wake a lot better, and Wake is almost unblockable. You know, without even without Sue, I think Olivier Vernon is is going to be another guy that can benefit, and he'll benefit both in terms of stats this year and then a huge contract next off season. Probably think about way. this. I know if you take the names, if you take the uniforms off of it and everything, and just look at the talent out there, that doesn't sound like a good uh, a good thing for the New England Patriots. When you look at the Bills, right. the Jets, Ugh. and uh, and that Dolphins against a young offensive Correct. line. I mean that. I mean just practically. Speaking, what smoke and mirrors does Belichick and and his pal Brady? What do they have going that's going to offset right. that? And you don't even have a running back games. to say, okay, well, look, let's not put Tom in harm's way. Let's let's use the running game against these teams. You don't have it. Yeah, I, I think you're looking at three top eight defenses mm -hmm. right there: Buffalo, yep. Jets, Miami. I the one I keep saying though is look out for Denver. 
Black Tie wanted us to talk about Antonio Brown, but I have to say, even as a Steelers fan, Antonio Brown has been so sublime over the last two There's years. No way. I don't know how he could do better than he did last year. That was one of the five or six best single seasons by a wide receiver in NFL history. I mean, by, by numbers. He jumped from like top twenty to top ten to top three or five last season. Well, what if he keeps getting better? I think it's very possible. I, uh, I hope you're right. I just, I, I, it's hard to imagine him trumping those uh, monster numbers. He works out with the catches. Rock in the off season. I think he's putting in a lot of work. He's ready to go. I, I think, hope you are right. What about another? I do have receiver? another receiver. For yeah, why don't you, why don't you throw another? I receiver? was just going for a pro pivot there as well. DeAndre Hopkins. Do you know? Do you know his nickname? I don't. But uh, Sully behind the glass with he and his. Uh, his silly mustache was were, were shaming me yesterday because I didn't know his nickname. Should I tell you it? Yes, I'd like you to. Nuke. Nuke. Yeah. His Nuke. nickname is Nuke. Because he's going to go off like a bomb. I get like a bomb. Um, so here we go. I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to, I mean, like he's stepping into that number one role with Andre Johnson now leaving Houston. The, obviously, it's dependent on whether Brian Hoyer is, is successful there. And, but he's going to be the focal point of that offense because otherwise it's Alfred Blue and, you know, whoever else. So I, I think he'll have a big game. I agree. I just wish it would have been Ryan Mallett. He would have been even better off. But I do think DeAndre Hopkins, when healthy, has been terrific. He's one of the uh, under-hyped guys, uh, to continue that uh, theme. He, he just uh, he hasn't gotten that much attention. His rookie right. season, he started out very well, then he got hurt. But this is a, a guy who has a chance to be dynamite. And if you've been watching Hard Knocks, you see he's one of those guys who makes those insane superhero yeah. kind of one-handed catches behind his back and all that kind of jive. You mentioned his rookie season, man. And gosh, could you imagine? Because that's when Matt Schaub went downhill. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if Matt, he didn't get hurt at all. Matt Schaub didn't regress like that. And you have Arian Foster, Andre Johnson, and DeHondre, I mean, I feel like they just missed there. I'll just tell you, the missed. Houston Texans would have won this division this year if Arian Foster weren't hurt. Got hurt. I yep. still, be- I, I, I believe that even with Brian Hoyer, as a matter and of fact. And he is a Jenga piece. Yes, Arian Foster absolutely is. They win way more when he's on the field than when not. But speaking of high-end running backs, let's close this one out. Black Tie insisted on this one. I don't know how he could possibly have the best season be of his fine. career. I want to hear how Black Tie justifies this. Adrian Peterson, talk about it all day, Black Tie, all you want. You spoke about DeAndre Hopkins making superhuman catches. That's who Adrian Peterson is. This guy is not He does good. make a lot of superhuman catches. No, he's a superhuman. He, oh, 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 I got that, you. That's the point. And he's come out and said it himself. Like, he's had a year off, and I think legitimately Adrian Peterson, if there's any player in the NFL who can do that and have his best year, it's Adrian Peterson. Fine, you know, the Vikings are a nice story. Teddy Bridgewater is a guy to root for. All that stuff. I hate to be a curmudgeon or a creep or whatever. Listen, good luck. Minnesota football fans have stuck with that team for years on end. They have really suffered about as much as uh, as any fan base has. But I mean, I, what am I going to say? I'm, do, am I rooting for Adrian Peterson to have great success? No. I'm not. I'm so. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would probably go the same way. I just. I. I think as well. He's. He's too much of a focal point on that offense, and and we haven't seen him play for for almost twelve months. And it's not. Yeah, I mean they're not going to incessantly feed him the ball either. I the guy who I really like. I don't think he's going to be as good as he was in Pittsburgh. But Mike Wallace, if you're a fantasy guy. Grab Mike Wallace if you see him sitting there in the back half of your draft. I think Wallace gets back closer to that form than what we Have saw. Have you had any fantasy drafts yet, Dave? I did do one really? at, uh, for NFL Fantasy, as a matter oh. of fact, uh, with uh, EH and uh, Fabiano and Rank. You took Andrew Buck third overall. That's I right, did. I did. So Good what? I, listen, I, I had to go off the board. Go off the board. I, think I have, to, I have to walk I the walk when I talk, when I've been saying that to everybody. Aaron Rodgers, whatever, the, whatever the phrase. Don't worry about that. Listen to listen to to the quality of the advice, not the way I turn the phrase. Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers are so much better than the third option in NF, in in fantasy. I mean, really, who's the number three QB? Drew Brees, maybe, maybe Russell Wilson. I'm hearing Ben Roethlisberger's name mixed in there. That's a pretty big drop off. Make sure you get Andrew Luck. I'm going to be better off for it. You'll see. You'll all see. All right, that's it, Black Tie. You want to wrap the show up here? (laughs) What's that? I'm not in that league, so I won't see. But you can tell tell me about it. Hey, be on the lookout. Follow me at Damashek because I will be in the coming days, nay, perhaps even in the coming hours, I will alert you to the the details of joining our group for the DDFP for our Pick'em League 
And for our eliminator survivor pool, and next week we're going to be doing our picks, fellas. Can we, we made put, it. Can we? Um, last year we had you and me and Elliot and Black Tie did all the picks. Can we put Football Baby in there as well, so that Football Baby's picks can be recorded and fans can play against you know the I think Oracle? That's a solid idea. I like where you. Why don't you give out Hank's Twitter? And Why don't you have your own? I gave out mine because I was trying to say you can follow me to find out that information. Well, we might we might give that type of information. Okay, too. if they're gonna do Don't it, we add treat. We retweet. At NFL UK <laughs> Hank and at Harrison NFL. And if you're watching the show on YouTube, which you should be, by the way, you can see all your Twitter information on the show. Oh, that's right. Oh, wow. And we appreciate you checking it out on YouTube and or giving it a listen on iTunes or Stitcher or NFL.com, however you consume it. We appreciate you doing it. Drop us a line on Twitter. Also, give us a comment on the YouTube. You know, I'm trying to get in there. It doesn't have to be about me. No, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be about Handsome at all if you don't want it to be. Although, a high percentage of uh, viewers have been commenting on how Handsome is surprisingly handsome. I don't know what the surprise is. Why would I call him that otherwise? Hey, Black- you look good with the, the slight scruff. He doesn't right. do that normally. He's he's straight. Razor I had to go to the, the dentist this morning, so I. Um, I was at the dentist. I couldn't take away my scruff. All right, let's. Uh, well, he sounded like. Uh, you know, we, uh, I just don't think I sound like. We that. went to the. Orchestra. That is your. I just don't think I sound like that. I don't sound that way. You make me sound foolish. All right, so we will be back on the other side of the weekend. Football's here. Whatever you feel about the flake gate. That's the message to take away. We're past all the nonsense, all that's between us and New Year's Eve. Football, football, more football. Woohoo! We'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce and more breakdown before the kickoff. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.